Spoiler warning. The following discussion will contain spoilers. We recommend checking out the movie first, then coming back to hang with us. But, if you don't care about that, glad to have you here. everybody welcome back to another episode of the real review my name is kevin and i'm john and we are the real movie guys welcome to real terror month a series where we discuss the movies that will send chills down your spine on today's episode we're going to be taking a look at friday the 13th 2009 a group of young adults visit a boarded up campsite named crystal lake where they soon encounter the mysterious jason Voorhees and his deadly intentions so john we've come to the point where We've done just about everything I think they can do with Jason Voorhees, right? Yeah, you would think. He's been to space, he's had quite a few fun adventures and not-so-fun adventures along the way. I guess it was just a matter of time until we got a, I want to say a Jason. reboot, right? Yeah, Jason If you want to call it high. that. So, this is, I want to start right off the bat. So, a positive about this movie is it takes the series Friday the 13th, the, the, the legacy of Jason Voorhees, and modernizes it, right? It brings it up to a new audience. So to me, at least, that that's a positive. I mean, you know, these movies are pretty old at this point, especially the original where arguably the best content is. So I think it was a matter of time till we, you know, gave Jason a, a, a facelift, if you will. You know, you modernized him, and they did a really good job. I think, quite honestly, this is one of the more intimidating Jason Voorhees in any of the movies we've seen. He's very, very tall. I mean, he's a very big man in this movie. And his, his, like, his shadow alone, like the very image, like if you look at the promotional poster for this movie of him just standing in the woods, he's just a very menacing presence when you see him in this movie. Uh, the guy just has a look to him. And it works, I think, very well for this movie, especially just you know upgrading, upgrading his whole status as far as a character. Yeah, I also feel like he's got, he got smarter too in this movie. Where he started using different things instead of just the original like slashing their throats, he used different ways to right. Well, this was capture people and stuff. This was the interesting thing. So I feel like they they needed to make a change, right? We've been kind of clamoring. I was leaning throughout the series through, you know, I was saying, oh, they should go the com the dark comedy route, you know, keep being parodies of itself and keep going forward. This movie kind of proves my theory a little bit wrong. I think in that regard, where if you could do an interesting new take on Jason, then I think it could work as a, a new slasher series and continue the trend. And like you said, this Jason's different from the last one. You know, he's always been looked down upon as a lower intellect character, um, sometimes on a, you know, the mental capacity as a condition or, or otherwise. I think they do actually say they do call him, you know, an inappropriate word at one point in this movie. But this Jason is smart. If anything, he excels at one thing, and that's killing people extremely well. And I like the fact that they go with the whole, like, hunter-trapper route for this character. Like, he knows how to lure his prey and capture them right at the right moment and take them out quickly and swiftly. And that's another thing we haven't really seen. This Jason runs fast, and he's intimidating when he catches up to you. Like, the scenes where he just pops up out of nowhere running towards the screen, they're pretty They're pretty awesome, I have to say. Like, this is the J- this is the ultimate Jason we were waiting for. And he's strong to an extent, you know, he's super strong. But at the same time, like you said, he has all these other, like, hunting abilities. And 
for one example is he's really good at archery, which I thought was kind of funny, you know, given the whole camp he, he taught archery. <laughs> I thought that was kind of fun. He kind of excels at things you would learn at camp, right? Well, yeah. That's, I mean, that's he what he's really that, good at. <laughs> he hits that person from really far away, like with no. an arrow right to the head. I mean, that's right. pretty good. And it can't, and like I said, I can't be said enough. I, I like how this movie pays tribute to the past extremely well and modernizes it. You know, a good example, it takes a lot of things from the older movies. For example, he doesn't start off with the hockey mask in this movie, right? He gets no. it later down the ride, but he starts off with the bag like he had originally. Like, I'm like, all right, that, that's a clever inclusion. You know, they kind of pay a little bit tribute, not having him just have a hockey mask out of nowhere. They took a lot of elements from other movies. They had Jared Padalecki in this movie, who's famous from Supernatural fame. They had him play, like, the drifter character, like we had in the final chapter. You know, he's kind of blowing out of town, trying to find out what happened to his sister. So they have that little mystery angle. You know, they, they draw little influences here and there. Or how Jason's subdued by someone who looks like his mother. You know, again, yeah. they pay the tribute, and I, I really like that. It honors the past. And one thing I would say about this movie is I feel like it's not a remake of Friday the 13th. A lot of people say, oh, it's a reboot or it's a remake. I wouldn't say that. I would say it's more of a revision to Friday the 13th, if that makes any sense. Like, they went back and they revised the story. Not rebooted it, not remade it. They just revised it. They had the quick intro in the beginning of what happened to Jason's mother, how he saw it, and then we just jumped right into it. Essentially, it's keeping the same bones. It's just changing, moving some of the events around and how they happened. Yeah, I agree. The other thing I would say, too, about this movie is like, the characters are all like the same like throwaway characters. Obviously, they're not like great actors, but I felt like they did more with them than the other ones did. I mean, they were still like the stereotypical like people and stuff in the movie. Right. But they also died in different ways that I thought were more creative than like. Well, well there's some a couple of the things you touched on there. So one thing, I do like the cast. I won't say I like the characters, but I do like the people playing those characters. Uh, like I brought up, we had uh, Jared Padalecki from Supernatural fame was in this movie. Uh, Daniel Panabaker plays Jenna. Uh, she's the one main girl. Uh, she does good. She's from Flash fame, and she's been in several other movies as well. Uh, again, a couple other people here and there spread out but while they're all stereotypes and they even acknowledge it at one point in the movie where they say we're pretty much just walking stereotypes i, d I didn't mind them you know what i mean uh, i didn't want to spend as much time as we did which is something we'll get into it but again i didn't mind the characters and the performances were, were suitable right especially for a horror movie a little maybe a, a little more above average not super above average but a little above the bar you know as far as performances and not even that because these a new Jason. We had a lot more clever kills, like you were saying. Uh, we had different instances of kills and different things we haven't really seen. We've seen them, but we haven't seen them in this fashion, I think, that we did in this movie. Uh, which, you know, is something we'll talk about a little bit later once we get to the real kill. Another positive, I would say, is that this movie's very simple. You know, there's not much going on. Uh, it kind of in my opinion, it kind of brought back the simple slasher movie. Unfortunately, after this, you know, we didn't get anything else this was it you know i mean there was a movie i think at one point there was a movie announced that they were going to be making another five the 13th but it never came to fruition you know i don't know this movie made money i'm, I'm surprised nothing kind of came after it because again this is a really good you know start to an, another you know continuation of the series in my opinion i also do like some of the shots in this movie 
I do have some issues with the editing, which I'll get into, but a lot of the shots I thought were pretty well established, especially the lighting. Uh, this movie made very good use of lighting, if nothing else, as far as this movie, especially with some of the, the shading on Jason's face made him look very menacing, especially on that hockey mask. I've always said before, the hockey mask to me is a very intimidating looking piece of you know, clothing that he, that he uses. It works in this movie, especially with the way they use the lighting. It just, it looks creepy. That mask, <laughs> they do a really good job with that using minimal light sources to kind of just balance and make certain colors pop and certain details that they want pop to make Jason look that much more frightening at times. Going into my negatives. I don't like the slapdash editing. Unfortunately, this becomes a common trend in more recent horror movies, uh, especially around, you know, this 2000s time, 2009 when this came out. It's just very fast, quick paced, too quick for my liking. Uh, they just cut away too soon, so you don't really get to see too much of what's going on. You kind of are disorientated. A lot of things out of focus at times. I'm not really a fan of that. I kind of like a slower camera that's looming more on the action. It's almost to the point where it's like some of the older films where we get don't get the kill in the shot as often. But this one, when they do lean in the kill, it's just the camera's shaking, moving around too much. Just study. Calm yourself down. You know, whoever's holding that camera, chill out a little bit. <laughs> Other thing, this movie's kind of boring at times, I would say. It felt really long to me. The pacing's very poor in this movie. The scenes where Jason's not in it. They drag. The kids are just not that entertaining. While they're decent actors to an extent, I wasn't really into their interactions, to be 100% honest with you. I really wasn't buying it, wasn't caring for it. Especially the last third. I felt like there was a lot of padding. Especially when Jared Padalecki finds his sister in the movie and they're trying to get away from Jason. And they set up this whole other chase scene. It was just like, you're just padding out the runtime at this point. I felt like that was kind of unnecessary. And a lot of times they kind of just drag it out for no reason, I felt like. Yeah, I could see that. I did feel bored at some points in that movie, too. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do, too. There's zero tension. There was at no point I was nervous for the characters or was on edge about something that was happening. As much as I we praise this being a new Jason and something a little bit different, it's not really all that different, is it? It's still a slasher. It's bare bones, a slasher. And it's very core. It still falls to all the tropes. It still has Jason popping out of nowhere here and there. You know, unfortunately, it doesn't crawl out of that hole just yet. It's still stuck in that old Friday the 13th mentality. While Jason himself is interesting and creative, not so much maybe the story he's still in. I don't know if you would agree with that. Yeah, no, definitely. And like I said, that ultimately falls upon the part where they didn't go all the way. And what I mean by that is they didn't take it to the next level. Like, give us something different. You know, if you're going to make this for a new generation, you paid honor. You did great. In the beginning, I was hooked. Uh, I really liked the opening sequence. I thought that was really well done. You know, you paid enough tribute to Friday the 13th in the beginning. So go take those risks. Do something crazy at the end. Unfortunately for me, it just didn't go as far as I felt like it could be. And because there's no sequel to follow up with this, or at least, you know, as of this video being made October 2020, you know, there there's nothing in the pipeline as far as I know. So we don't know... And even if it was something is made, is it going to be a sequel to this? I, I find that hard to believe, especially with this much time passing. But, you know, it's just, I wish they went a little further with it. And, you know, maybe maybe if it stood out a little more, instead of sticking so closely to the original material, maybe we would have had something a little more special. I thought it was kind of like a weird thing that they threw in where Jason kept that one girl alive. He didn't different. kill her because she kind of reminded him of like her mother and stuff. 
right. thought that was an interesting almost to kind of like show his more human side of Jason in a way. Right. So I thought do... that was kind of interesting. Right. That was interesting. We've never seen Jason take off hostage, quote unquote, yeah. before. We've never seen him kidnap anybody. Uh, usually he goes right to business. And he didn't in this case. He, he, you know, he kept somebody alive. And that, that's a little different for the character. And like you said, I guess it did humanize him a bit more. But, you know, I don't know. It's interesting because how smart they kind of make this Jason seem to be. He's pretty dumb by the end of this movie, you know, falling for that whole, like, oh, it's my mom still. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's a shame because he is really weird. excels at what he does, but I guess he's not smart enough to figure out that's not his mom anymore, even though he's got her head hanging around. Well, yeah, it seems like <laughs> as the movie goes on, he gets dumber because like you yeah. even see that one part where he goes back to the camp and he knows that somebody's there. So he throws on the lights and starts taking away all the kayaks to try and find these people. Right. Like that's something that he wouldn't have done in the past. Right. But at like the end, it seems like he goes back to dumb Jason or whatever. Yeah, they kind of slowly sip out that, that little magical magic pill that made him smart there. They kind of took a little bit of that power away. Maybe um, maybe it was the weed that made him stronger. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, it's funny. I saw an interesting thing online made me laugh. It was like, they were just trying to take his weed. You'd be mad too. I guess I guess that's really <laughs> what it was. You know, those kids were trying to take Jason's weed. That's why he's all mad. If you weren't trying to steal from him, he wouldn't be after you in the first place. We also think it's really weird, though, too. <laughs> the whole plot that, like, that's that kid's father's house. And, like, all of a sudden things yeah. start going wrong at this kid's house now. Well, I'm glad you bring that up. fathers had this house for a while. That was, like, the crux for me as far as what I didn't like about the, the interact. Those interactions were stupid, and they were long, and they kept going. It was, like, a lot of long-running jokes in this movie. Or I guess I thought it was a joke, but it was just really annoying. I thought that whole sub, you know, being his father's house, that whole plot was just really dumb. And like I say, it's just padding. If, if anything, this movie just had a lot of padding. This would actually be technically considered the longest movie in the franchise. I know we said earlier that uh, Jason Takes Manhattan was the longest. If you watch this version, we watched the killer cut, which is the extended cut. Technically, this one's a five minutes longer at 105 minutes, so... Fun fact. That being said, I think we're going to nominate our Real Kill Award. <laughs> Due to the nature of the season, myself and John will now select a recipient of the Real Kill Award. A special award given to the kill we think is the highlight of the film. John, who would you like to present your award to? I feel like this was a good kill. I feel like when Chelsea, so she tries to hide under like the dock area and then he just like kind of just stabs through right in through her head. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a cool scene where it stabs her in the head and it kind of like picks her up. And then all of a sudden she slides down. And yeah, you see like, her boobs pop I feel out. Like it, I feel like it's a cool kill. <laughs> it was Piranha 3D all over again with, you know, <laughs> I'm going to work around that. You guys will see something of it. I'm going to work around it. Don't worry. I'll, <laughs> I'll show you something. But no, I thought that was pretty cool. It was fun, right? That was a fun little kill. It didn't wasn't too serious, but creative enough to where it was something we haven't seen, you know, that much ferocity in a stab with a machete and then just couldn't even get it out of her head. He had to like pull her up to the dock. I thought that was kind of yeah. cool. I would like to nominate for my real kill is Amanda strung up in the sleeping bag. This one starts off right in the movie. And, and in my opinion, it sets the tone for the Jason that we're going to have for the rest of the film. It's just incredibly gnarly, 
right? She's so Jason captures Amanda. She had sex with her boyfriend. He ran off to do what he's got to do. He's looking for the weed. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly what I said. He's looking for the weed. He has Amanda well, strung up in friend. the sleeping. Right, he has Amanda slung up in the sleeping bag, and he's she's over a lit fire, and she's just burning alive. She's just cooking <laughs> in the sleeping bag, and then she finally cooks it, rips open, and she falls dead on the ground. That's okay. awesome on every she level. I think it's just really out. cool. <laughs> we haven't seen Jason. A lot of the times you can say, especially in these movies, Jason always is known for his quick kills, right? He'll just, you're, you're dead. That's it. We haven't really seen the torturous side of Jason. And I kind of do like that in this film where we get a little glimpse of that, right? He doesn't kind of kill you right off the bat. He usually does. He does something that's going to kill you or you're, he puts you in like a worse for wear position after, you know, going for that final kill, which I really do appreciate. There's also other kills that I really liked in this movie. Yeah, there's a couple. Go ahead. What do you have? The one I really like too is um when the her boyfriend comes back to like see her and he sees her burning and he's running back and then he gets his leg caught in like the bear trap. Oh God, yeah, Richie. And then, yeah. but then Jason comes over like running at the girl who kind of is trying to save him and he just runs over and just takes the machete right to his head. He just cracks it right I, in the center of his skull and it's such a like a clunk, yeah. right? Like a I really like, like stiff awesome. shot because it's cool because we don't, again this was also the first time we see like Jason really like running and going towards you so. That's intimidating. On top of this, this big man with the machete just clunks it right into his skull. And you just oh, yeah. feel every ounce of that kill when that when that happens. You're like, oh, shit. Like, it really takes you. It took, and I won't say it took me by surprise, but it was just like, ooh, that, that hit deep. That cut deep. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and another one I really liked was, mm-hmm. I thought it was cool, where the kid was a stereotypical Asian character that right. they had who was getting drunk. And then he found, like, the whole Maker's Mark whiskey, and he starts drinking that. And then he finally finds, like, the hockey stick. And then all of a sudden, he sees Jason. And then he gives the hockey stick to Jason. Oh, this kind of goes along with, like, your wardrobe or something. And then Jason takes the screwdriver and just... screwdriver and shoves it into Chewie's neck. Up, up, yeah, like, but, he, his, his but he keeps, like, turning it, too. Like, it was not, yeah. like, a slow thing. It's kind of like he slowly throws it through his neck. No, and He just keeps turning gross. it. And it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, like, it's, it's funny because you cool can tell. Kills. And he's making Chewie do it to himself. Chewie's holding on to it. And Jason grabs his hand. And he's making, like, oh, why are you stabbing yourself, bro? He's like, <laughs> stabbing him right in the neck. I just thought... It's awesome. No, it is. Another one I really did like. The scene where Trent encounters jason in the middle of the woods he's trying to outrun jason so he sees a pickup truck right and he goes up to the pickup truck and there's an arm like you know signaling oh get in come in or whatever and at that point you're not too sure who it is it, it could be jason did he learn how to drive who, who freaking knows at this point we've seen some different stuff from him and it turns out it's just an old man but when trent turns around you suddenly see mr jason Voorhees standing right there he stabs him and then he picks him up and just hooks him right onto the back of the friggin tow truck and it pulls away like freaking out you know because jason's there again just really creative something different we haven't really seen with this series and even that scene being as awesome as it is one that really exemplifies everything uh the character lawrence is running from jason and jason chucks an axe right into his back it hits him square in the back and he falls over and he's just writhing in pain right he's not dead he's just like oh my god come help me and he's yelling to his friends that are in the house to come and save him. And they're like, oh, we got to go help him. And everyone's like, no, uh, no, you can't. You can't go help him. You're trying to use him as bait. And it's like it clicks like then. Like, this Jason's really freaking smart, man. Like, I know earlier we were saying that, but he's trying to use a one of the teens as bait. Like, that's pretty awesome. We've never seen Jason keep somebody alive like that to try and lure, you know, out his victims. I thought that was a really yeah. interesting, cool scene. 
Yeah, definitely. It's it's an awesome scene. Right. This movie, like I said, is you know for what it is, uh, the kills are probably some of the highlights in the series. I would argue in this movie, it had some astonishingly good kills. Yeah, definitely. All right, John. So I think we're at that point of the review. Where we're going to give our final scores. I'm going to give Five the Thirteenth, two thousand nine, a C plus. Great movie. I enjoyed it for what it was. Like I said, not so much a remake or a reboot, but more of a revision tale of Jay's Mr. Jason Voorhees. Fortunately, you know, it's his last adventure. We got probably one of the best Jason Voorhees we could have asked for in this character being clever and, you know, it's set it up to go in another direction, but we just never got a follow up and, you know, it's a real damn shame. It's a good movie. I think it could have improved as time gone on, you know, finding its own footing in this, this new era. Unfortunately, I don't know if we're ever going to get to see that. John, where do you stand with this film? I give this film a C. I feel like it was a good film. I mm-hmm. thought it was had good parts. Definitely some really interesting and good kills to this mm-hmm. movie. And I thought it was like an interesting way to redo the movies and stuff. Or re-put it out there. I yeah, no, like... it's interesting to reintroduce you know Jason Voorhees to a younger audience. And if anything, I think it did that just... I don't know if there's a way to capitalize on that without having to do it all over again now that it's been so long, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. But that being said, John, where can the people find us at home? You can find us on YouTube at The Real Movie Guys on YouTube. Like our channel, subscribe to it, hit the notification bell. You can also find us on Twitter at The Real Movie Guys. You can tweet at us, let us know your opinion on this movie or what you would like to see going forward with this these movies. Um, you can also find us on many podcasting platforms, such as... Yes, for your listening pleasure, we are also available in podcast form at iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Overcast, Breaker, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. Be sure to give us a listen at any of those fine places. If you already are right now, hey, greatly appreciate it. Just search Real Movie Guys, we should pop right up. Thank you all so much for joining us for this episode of The Real Review. My name's Kevin, this guy over here, he's John. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts... And don't worry, there are more scares to come as Real Terror Month continues. We'll scare you next time. See you!